Hey everyone, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Aging Blender Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last episode and I hope you subscribed. Have you subscribed to my podcast? You rated and you reviewed and you share, are, are continuing to share with your family and friends. Um, and thank you so much for the feedback so far. It's been overwhelming. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm keeping, I'm continuing to doing these um Shit, my English has gone all haywire. But the reason is what well, that, that you're 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 listening is one of the reasons why uh, is one of the reasons why I'm continuing to do this podcast. But um, you know, I don't know. I I I just feel that this whole winter thing makes me lazy. Um, I'm being I'm becoming sleepier. Um, and for example, I slept for nine hours today. I woke up around ten. And then took a two-hour nap at 2 p.m. Very unlike me, but maybe it's a winter thing. I'm not sure. Um, and then I read somewhere that in Hong Kong, they've um, started a bus tour where you can sleep. So um, it's it's it was started by a company called Ulu Travel, and um, it's the sleeping bus tour. Tickets are between $13 to $51 per person. So. Um, what the guy at Ulu Travel said is that when we were brainstorming new tours, I saw a social media post from my friend saying that he was stressed out by his work. He couldn't sleep at night. But when he was traveling on the bus, he was able to sleep well. His post inspired us to create this tour that lets passengers just sleep on the bus. So pretty much you can it's a 76-kilometer, 5-hour ride uh, on a double-decker bus. And it's aimed at people who are kind of lulled by um were lulled asleep by long rides definitely not for me um apparently the first sleeping bus tour sold out people came with their own blankets they changed into they changed from the shoes into slippers uh, others bought travel pillows but in the in the ticket um between 13 dollars 51 dollars there's a goodie bag which includes an eye mask and earplugs for better sleep um, I personally um, find it very difficult to sleep on buses, cars, planes. Uh, I yeah, everything just needs to be standstill. But I do know a lot of people uh, who, when they travel, do go to sleep automatically and have the best sleep ever. I envy those people. But anyways, um, so getting straight into the topic of this episode. So I have been listening to. The mindset mentor over the past couple of months, uh, and I've also been reading uh, books by Louise Hay, who's a psychologist, but unfortunately died a couple of years ago. And in in the in in the reading I've done, uh, I came across a really interesting topic, which is using transform- transformational words. And there are three transformational words. Um, I once I read them, I. First, he wasn't aware of how he was using those. But then secondly, when I started thinking about these words and the impact they have on my communication, on my mood, on my feelings, it was exceptional. Um, And I'd want to share these three words with you, folks. Um, Maybe you are aware of them. Maybe you aren't aware of them. But... You know, it, it could change your life. It could change the way you communicate with people. It could, um, you know, bring start bringing some positivity into your life. Um, and, you know, the, the, and, and the sky's the limit, you know, with these things. So 
I'm going to first focus on two words uh, because I think they're somewhat similar. Then go on to the third word. And in between that, I'm going to share, you know, some examples of, um, you know, of replacing the uh, replacing uh, perhaps your sentences with these new words and how it feels and then perhaps using my personal experience as well. Um, and, and, you know, in, and, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, you, you, you gain something out of this at the, at the end of this episode. So the two words, let's begin. That was my drum roll, by the way, very poor. I know. So, um, the first word is have to, and the second word is should. So I just feel, you know, when you use have to, um, so, so, so let me give an example. Okay. So you should lose weight. You have to get a new car. You should get married and have kids. You have to go to the gym. You have to do these slides. You should get a new house. You should go for a hike because the weather is nice. And I'm not sure what you guys are feeling or when you hear these sentences and repeat them back to yourself, perhaps do that. But it just feels like a responsibility. It feels like an unadded pressure uh, sorry, indirect pressure of some sort. It kind of constrains you, restrains you, that you have no choice. So, for example, you have to get a new car. You know, this half thing is, you know, it's it's like it's it's a must. You need to. You have no choice. You're under pressure. Um, you know, I, or you know, you you should lose weight should kind of indicate that there's something wrong already. Um, you know, you know, perhaps um, there isn't and you're happy with the way you are and the state you're in. So there's nothing wrong with it. But when you say to yourself, you should lose weight, that already portrays something wrong, you know, um, reinforces uh, an existing behavior into a negative one. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're, you become a prisoner of your thoughts, I think. Uh, and then in the end, you kind of get frustrated on, you know, I have no choice. Um, I'm a prisoner of this, have to and should. Uh, and this kind of gives you an uncomfortable feeling. At least it does to me. Um, and it's not a nice feeling. And honestly, you can only notice this feeling and the impact of these two words that have on you once you become aware of when you use, the word, use these words and how they sound in your sentences. So as I said, if you repeat it to yourself, repeat yourself, you know, you should lose weight. You should get married. You have to have kids. Just repeat these sentences back to yourself and see how you feel about them. Now, another word, I, I, think, I think another word is, um, oh yeah, and then there's this quote from Louise Hay, who says that should is a word that makes a prisoner of me. Every time I say should, I'm making myself wrong or I'm making my or I'm making someone else wrong. And that's great, you know, um, 
So, for example, if you say this some, if you say these words to someone else, you know, you have to do these slides. You should be promoted by now versus others in the company. You have to bring this sandwich for me. You should not be nervous and shaking when speaking in public. You should not be anxious 24-7. You have to get better for yourself or us. And I just, and, and look, you think, think of the impact on the other person. You know, they probably, the, the fact that if you tell yourself you should be doing something, but you flip it over and you tell someone else, they probably start feeling negative. Uh, you know, they start, might feel a negativity, might feeling uh, under pressure when you don't mean it. Um, and it could, it, it, it may not result, um, you know, in, in behavior that is out of choice, but only which is out of pressure or under force, even if you have not meant it. So I think these words have been ingrained in us so much by our school, by our family, by our friends, by media, that we just don't think the impact of these words. And I'm not saying, you know, you using these words, um, you're a bad person or there's something wrong with you. I've been using them since I was a child. I heard them around me. But the point is that now you're aware of it. Perhaps think about the impact of these words and see whether you know, you could start using something differently, which I will come on to right after sharing the third bad word with you. So another word is but, B-U-T. So I'll give you an example. I'm happy in my job, but I don't like the people. My parents love me, but they don't do this for me. I started this project on time, but the finance team didn't provide the inputs on time. I would travel alone, but I don't have the time finances currently. I would study law, but my parents want me to do something else. So at least for me, um, it kind of promotes, it doesn't promote positive thinking, this but word. There's always an excuse. Um, there's always a relinquish of uh, control or responsibility you have in your life, you have in your action. Um, and it's automatically, you know, you're always looking for for a reason to blame others. Um, so I don't like the word but as well. I have made an attempt to use less and less of this but word and should and have. Um, like, for example, in my emails, I, I, you know, I replace but with some other words and it does really make a difference. It does. I think it makes a difference to how I when I read the, that email to myself, back to myself, it makes a difference uh, in terms of my communication. It makes a difference in terms of my tone. So it really does help. Now, 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 now for the magic three words. So you could actually... This has worked for me and I have tried it. But you could, you, because you, you could replace these have to and should with two words. And but, sorry. So you can replace these three words with another three words. So I would convert have to to get to. I would convert should to could. And I would convert but into though however however with but there are many other words um replaceable words you can use and that list of words will be in the description of my episode but i think those are very good words so let's let's um 
let's do it this way. So now, some of the examples I uh, I mentioned before in the should and have to. Now let's replace them with these two nice words. I get to go to the gym. I could get married and have kids. Or you tell your colleagues, you get to do these slides. I get to buy a new house. I could travel when I have my finances in um, in order. And I think this, you know, I it kind of it changes for it changes the perspective and feelings completely you know i i kind of feel liberated in the softest sense um so when i say i get to go to the gym it gives me a feeling of gratitude you know that i have the opportunity to go to the gym i am healthy there are many people in this world who may not be able to go to the gym even if they want to so it doesn't feel like a responsibility. It doesn't feel like I'm forcing myself. It doesn't feel like I'm I'm unhappy doing it, but I still need to do it. So that get to word kind of gives me that I don't know from a, from a mindset perspective. Gives me, it, it presents itself as an opportunity rather than responsibility, and I think that's great. It gives me a sense of control. So you know, for example, I get to do this job even if you hate it. So it makes you feel a bit better. That you are thankful that you know I, I I get to do this job. I have the opportunity to do this job. I'm lucky, maybe versus other people. And comparison isn't good, but gratitude is. So always be thankful. Um, you know, or I could get married. So it doesn't feel like you know I have the society's pressure. I have I am putting pressure on myself. It means that there's a possibility. So why not explore it? Um, and it makes me feel better about it. And I think. When you have these positive feelings going around and when there's uh, no force or no pressure, you tend to do better. You tend to actually do it um, with more happiness, uh, with motivation. And you, I think, would put in more effort, perhaps. Um, You know, like when I was moving back to Pakistan or before uh, I did, um, you know, the last couple of years, I was like, I should move back. I should move back. I should move back. And I always kept delaying it, delaying it, delaying it because it was like I'm forcing myself to move back. It's like, you know, uh, I was being told to come back, which is not the case in any way. Then I changed the should word to could word. So I could move back to Pakistan to be closer to family. And that automatically gave me a choice. You know, it's my choice. Um, it could be either a yes or no. But but automatically, there's no positivity around that activity. There's more positivity around that thought, um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't give me that sense that I'm wrong right now, but not being in Pakistan or not being where I should be. Um, so it kind of allows for that growth, allows for that transition. Um, and you know, it's great. You know, these two words have 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 made a sorry three words have made a bit different. So now, if you focus on, you know, uh, though, so replacing but with though. So, you know, you could say, I would travel. However, I don't have the time and money at the moment. You know, there's a possibility that there might be time and money in the future, but the possibility is not really closed off. But when you say, I would travel, but I don't have the time and money, that means that there might not be any possibility at the moment. I've closed the doors. Uh, You know, there there isn't anything I could do. Or I, I would study law, but my parents want me to do this something else. Or you could say, I would study law, 
though my parents want me to do something else. So it kind of opens that possibility of discussion, possibility of studying something else. Um, you know, my parents aren't bad. My parents aren't forcing me. Um, so it just completes, com completely changes the narratives um, in that respect. You know, I, we're, we're humans at the end of the day. Um, our language, our vocabulary, grammar uh, doesn't change overnight. It takes conscious effort to do that. And I'm not saying get rid of these words completely, but start by reducing the usage of these terms. So you could start by being more conscious when you're writing emails. Uh, perhaps start by being more conscious of what you tell yourself in your thoughts. So small steps like going to the gym or uh, you know, wanting to have a healthy meal. So instead of saying I should have a healthy meal, you say I could have a healthy meal. Um, sometimes healthy meals aren't that great, um, but that you, you know, using that word "could" could change that narrative in your in in in, in your mind or what you tell yourself. Um, but you know, uh, it's it's it it it's it's a long and gradual and slow process. But I really do hope that you see where I'm coming from and why, you know, using three words differently can transform, you know, can start transforming your life. Um, it makes an impact on the way, as I said, it makes impact on the way you communicate. It makes an impact on your thoughts. It makes, it, it has an impact on your mood. Um, and I'm sure, you know, that um, it makes an impact on your overall well-being as well. And if there are more words that, you know, we could be using better, more positive words, then feel free to share them. Feel free to let me know. And I will, I will definitely mention them, you know, in, in the subsequent episodes. So the next episode after this will be my last one for the season. Yay, I'm going off to Uzbekistan for a week and a half. I cannot wait. It's a mini holiday. Uh, I was going to go with a friend, but it's now it's turned into a solo travel holiday, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, the temperatures will be moderate. So I think daytime will be around 14, 15. Nighttime will be around 1 or 2 degrees. So cold at night, nice-ish in the daytime. Uh, very much looking forward to Uzbekistan. If any of you have traveled there, uh, do let me know. Give me some recommendations. I'm planning to go to Khiva, Samarkand, and Bukhara, and Tashkent. So that should be good. So that will be my last episode um, after this one. And I'll be back after a couple of weeks. And uh, just to end the episode on Zayn Malik, uh, the singer who was part of the boy band. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the boy band's name. Uh, one Direction. So he's part of One Direction. I just read somewhere that he lashed on his partner's mother. Uh, you just don't do that to elders, guys. I mean, you just don't do that. It's it's wrong. Uh, whatever may happen, you just don't lash out at your elders in any... Like, there's no excuse for it. Unless, you know, uh, there's a case of abuse or, or murder. You defend someone. and I mean, those are exceptional circumstances. But in this case, um, I don't think that was the case. So pretty sad times. Pretty sad times. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do give me feedback on what you think of these three transformational words. Uh, I'd love to hear your views. Uh, as always, have a good week. Stay safe, stay happy, and I will speak to you next week. Ciao.